Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, we're, we're trying to plow our way through this fast 60 minutes of radio today, uh, helping you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, and uh, the, there's so many things that uh, we're trying to get to and keep you up to speed on uh, as we drive everything forward. Of course, the big news of the day uh, centering around uh, Senator Uh, Kamala Harris uh, from California joining uh, Joe Biden on the ticket as they march forward. We're just a few days away from the Democratic National Convention uh, starting. We'll begin on Monday. Uh, Most of it will be uh, virtual. Uh, But I thought it was a great chance uh, for us to to bring in one of our favorite guests, uh, Scott Howell, who, uh, of course, was uh, in the state legislature, has uh, run for office as a Democrat uh, here in the state of Utah. But is just one of those guys who... Uh, gets things done and puts the community first. And I uh, thought, uh, let's let's get Scott's perspective on all of this. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Boyd, it's great to be with you, and thank you for the uh, introduction. I always uh, think it's a privilege to be on your show, and it was terrific to host it with uh, me and Love. What a what a insightful program you bring, and you raise the conversation. I love it when you say, let's end the rage and let's go with the reason. So thank you for the invitation. Oh, I, I appreciate it. You guys did a great job, and it was nice to know uh, everything was in good hands while I was uh, out uh, re-energizing a little bit myself. Uh, so big announcement yesterday. Not a surprise to very many. I think uh, she was the conventional pick and uh, – not just some people say, oh, she checks all the boxes. I, I just don't think it's about boxes. Uh, she is a powerful legislator. She is insightful. Uh, she has a, a presence and a charisma that uh, m- most of her colleagues in the Senate don't have. Uh, but she but she does get involved in the policy. She's not just interested in the politics. Uh, so from your perspective as a as a Democrat, what does this announcement uh, do for the for the party rolling into the fall? Well, uh, first of all, I appreciate your comments because you, as uh, well as anyone, were right back there on the front line, and you knew Senator Harris and uh, uh, Senator Lee, and and sometimes how they worked uh, very well, and other times um, there were differences. But I appreciate your insight into that because she really does take uh, leadership for what it's worth, and she doesn't sell ice cream. She tries to be a leader back there. 
Um, I think from the Democratic point of view, first of all, I, I just want to say that vice pre- presidential candidates almost never affect the outcome of a right. presidential campaign one way or another. But uh, you think back to Lyndon Johnson in 1960 when he credited pushing the ticket over the top for President Kennedy. It was right. really interesting. Um, I think I think the vice president made a very thoughtful and and deliberative uh, choice on uh, on uh, Senator Harris. One of the things that really impressed me is that Joe Biden doesn't hold grudges. And I think for Democrats, she energizes the um, the the base out there mm-hmm. of African-American younger voters. Uh, but like I said, it was interesting to me that Joe picked her because I've never seen Joe uh, look more stunned during the primary campaign than when Harris questioned him on his record about race, and she demanded uh, answers. Yeah. And uh, do you agree with me that you oppose busing? And uh, Biden, at the end, uh, he, he he came back, he shot back, and he accused her of misrepresenting his position. But to me, to pick somebody, it's almost like team of rivals. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked about that before. Abraham Lincoln set this tone for the country to bring it back together and and emphasize that, you know what, now's the time more than ever. We've got to be cooperative and learn. But I, I think uh, the senator really does show something about her groundbreaking qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, she'll energize that African-American. She'll also go after the younger voters in a way that Biden has really struggled to do. Sure. Um, she, she is both the first black woman, and I heard you talk about it, and the first Asian-American person on a uh, major ticket. And she's 55, uh, almost a generation younger than 77-year-old yeah. uh, Biden. And, and I think that makes a big commentary about the vice president needs to be someone who can step into that position anytime and be able to uh, make very important decisions. So, yeah. so, I so let me, let, let me ask. Fighter. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, I, I want to get to just a, a couple of quick hitter things. Uh, you know, you, you did talk about the historic nature of it. Her mom coming from India, her father coming from Jamaica. Uh, so that's such a, an interesting combination there. Uh, but I want to get to to this idea of being ready for the presidency, because I, I do think that's such a, a critical thing. Uh, and, and I want you to respond to this. So I've had really interesting conversations, both with people in the state and uh, people outside of the state. And I have talked to some longtime Republicans who who have said with uh, Senator Harris on the ticket, uh, I am now comfortable voting uh, Democrat, voting for the Biden Harris ticket as opposed to President Trump. Uh, I have also had uh, Republican friends and colleagues and sources in Washington who have said the exact opposite, that, you know, I was thinking about, you know, not voting for President Trump. I was thinking about voting for Joe Biden. But the addition of Kamala Harris makes it so I can't vote for that ticket. So where do you think the the reality is in terms of what she brings to the ticket? She struggled in her own state of California, only got about 12 percent in the primary there. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, has a great relationship with the black community, uh, really propelled him out of South Carolina. You and I talked about that. Uh, so what do you think she's going to add to this ticket that's going to be that unique dynamic for some of those center left to center right folks who are uh, kind of looking at where do I vote come November? Well, um, and it's interesting because I've heard a lot of the same uh, commentary. 
And, you know, it, it's going to be issues. Uh, Harris in the primary, um, her positions, as you said, eloquently said earlier, uh, all of a sudden they come together and between her and Biden, they mold. And the electric will be more moderate overall than uh, the Democratic Party voters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when they're faced with the choice between Biden and Trump, many of the progressive voters who opposed Harris in the presidential candidacy, uh, candidacy uh, I think they can decide that they'll live with her as a vice president if it means ousting uh, POTUS right now. Yeah. And one of the things that I've seen about uh, the senator is a lot of the progressives in the party uh, also didn't like her position on law and justice. Right. Uh, you know, she right. was often referred to as the top cop. Yeah. And uh, I think for Utahns in particular, we're pretty much a society of law and order, and we respect the, what law enforcement does. And so it doesn't surprise me that some of your friends said they're comfortable with her now. And then some of the others that said, oh, she goes too far. But, you know, she promoted a, a health care system, a single payer system. Uh, Joe has been adamantly against that. He, he likes the ACA. And so I think that it's going to really appeal to that moderate voter yeah, out there. That's going to be uh, fascinating. Progressives, progressives will be upset and far right will be upset. <laughs> right. But you know what? It, it's the center that really counts and where I think our country needs to be. Yeah, and I so, think that's going to be that's going to be the fascinating thing to watch this movable middle uh we're going to get into that a lot. I w- I want to have you back uh, in the next week or two as we start getting towards Labor Day uh and also we'll look forward to that uh, big debate here which I think will not only be a great debate on policy issues, uh, I think it'll also be a nice preview of coming attractions uh, maybe for 20 20- 24. Uh, Scott Howell, thanks so much for joining us on Inside Sources. Always appreciate your insight. Boy, it's always a pleasure, and what a great honor for us to host the only VP debate in the, in the world. Yeah. So uh, it, it's going to be great times. I hope we all see each other up there, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hope for that. We'll keep crushing this thing. we gotta we got to keep pushing to Labor Day and uh, keep our moonshot rolling. But again, thanks to Scott Howell for joining us today. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, Uh, On this day in 1939, The Wizard of Oz was released, and we're going to explore how it answers the question, why do we do what we do when we know what we know? Don't miss it. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.